Hey, 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 you guys. Thank y'all so much for being special guests here on Black Canvas Season 7. We have another amazing guest here today, and I'm so excited to introduce her to some of our listeners. If you haven't heard of her, if you have and you're loyal fans, this is going to be a great opportunity to learn more about Miss Demoye. It's not often an artist lands on a stage at music festivals like Governor's Ball and New Orleans Jazz Fest before they graduate high school. For multi-hyphenated artists, Demoye, they're just the beginning. Since early childhood, the Dallas, Texas native and award-winning singer, songwriter, producer, and composer has been studying music theory and composition to establish her own musical thumbprint built on an interpersonal understanding of her art. She quickly began nourishing her ability by learning several instruments, including the piano, guitar, bass, ukulele, melodica, and dulcimer, to name a few. Growing up, Demoye found inspiration from the soulful musing of artists like Stevie Wonder and Alicia Keys as she began charting her journey as a pianist and storyteller with ethereal and enchanting vocals. By the age of 10, she was performing her own original music. This led to her being accepted into Booker T. Washington High School for the Performing and Visual Arts in Dallas, an alma mater shared by the likes of Nora Jones, and Eric Kabadu. Her latest album, 2019's The Whole Truth, charted internationally and garnered praise from publications like the Dallas Observer and Central Track, which respectively dubbed her best vocalist and best female vocalist in Dallas. Now having spent the past few years bolstering her craft while a student at Berklee College of Music, Demoye has found deeper meaning in the trials and tribulations of unrequited love, self-discovery, and the reclamation of her womanhood. Her new music explores these themes while fusing shades of pop, jazz, R&B, and folk to create a unique sound that has reverberated throughout the viral ethers of multiple social platforms, including TikTok and Instagram, where she has amassed a collection audience in the hundreds of thousands of followers. And we're so glad and thankful to have Mr. Moye here with us on Black Canvas. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's, I'm excited. I mean, you have a lot of talent and I want to kind of just get you to kind of speak about, you know, different things you've experienced. So some of the questions I'm going to ask are going to be some fun questions and some titles you might actually know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. All right. So we're going to kind of go into our first set of questions. So the first one I have for you is going to be a title, Letting Go. So can you tell our listeners, what is your definition of letting go? And is there one person or situation that you have struggled with letting go of? Ah, so um, letting go is all about saying goodbye to negative people or situations that are, that, you know, kind of no longer bring value to your life and not allowing those things to occupy, um, occupy such valuable time and, and space into your thoughts and not really giving, you know, full energy to those things. And as far as um, one person or situation I've um, struggled with, uh, with letting go, it, it was someone, you know, I cared about and trusted 
And, you know, I honestly thought they felt the same way about me. And, you know, at the end of the day, it was just easier for me to kind of let them go rather than, you know, keep accepting that, if that makes sense. I think it makes perfect sense. And I think that's the hardest thing, like you mentioned, is when you start to build trust with someone and they can even do one minute thing that can definitely cause mistrust or maybe cause you to question yourself in that relationship, that can be really difficult for you to move forward because a lot of times we'll bring excess baggage with us into new relationships and friendships or working environments. And so we have to just remind ourselves of who we are and um, the types of people we want to surround ourselves with and what are the intentions that we hopefully will will be able to see and discern that. And that can be one of the hardest things when, especially with someone really close to you and even if it's family sometimes, because you don't want to say no, because saying no can sometimes be, you know, difficult, but then also you have to know what you're saying yes to and happiness, it should be the main priority for our lives for sure. All right, so I have another question for you. So next one is one day. So is there one goal you have set for yourself maybe in the next couple of years that you feel comfortable telling us about? And do you keep like a vision board or anything like that? Hmm. Um, I'd say I'm always striving to be a better person than I was the day before, you know, especially at how I handle situations in life, how I let things affect me, that this, that, that. And I say I'm always striving to be a better musician, you know, consistently studying and working to perfect this gift that I've been given to share with the world and my peers. And I'm extremely grateful to be able to do what I love and to be able to do it every single day. And I want to make, you know, not only myself proud, but my family proud by utilizing my gifts to bring joy to others. And um, vision board, not not necessarily i mean not in not in like a literal sense but i do have goals written down that i've set for myself and i do also keep notes here and there and a very detailed calendar i love that i love that you mentioned like a detailed calendar because i feel like that's important when we talk about organization especially with music and and i know many people that can be the hardest thing with in the entertainment business, you know, things can change overnight. So you might already have everything lined up. And let's say if the Grammys call and they say, Demoye, we need you to perform. It's going to be like, uh, I think everything may have to take a back seat right now so I can make sure I have this opportunity to, to showcase my talent. But yeah, like I, I do believe, like you say, with, with setting goals and just keeping track of your schedule, similar to like a time budget kind of thing or managing our time and our energy, you know, that can definitely help, you know, propel us to different levels of success in the future. Exactly, because when I say that Google Calendar is my best friend, she is my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right, so I have another fun question. Let's talk about independence. So um, why do you think independence is valuable in the entertainment business? And the second part of that is, have you faced any challenges thus far in your career that you've had to overcome, if you don't mind, like elaborating on that for us? Mm, uh, the first part, um, you have to believe in yourself before anyone else will. And, and I won't say that, you know, independence 
in the music industry has everything to do with being, you know, a literal independent artist uh, throughout my entire career, because, you know, I'd love to have a whole team of people at some big record label who I can share my ideas and, and vision with and, and have their support to amplify that in ways that's more challenging to do independently, you know, until that time comes, I'm not going to stop moving forward or, or wait for that moment to happen. Um, as far as, you know, challenges thus far in my career and what I've overcome, you know, really finding my voice and confidence as a singer and, you know, as a musician and composer, the music has always come first to me, whether, and you know, in all of my writing processes, you know, but I've been writing lyrics to songs since I was little. And before I could even share them with an audience, people kind of knew me as a pianist or some sort of instrumentalist and it stuck. So I didn't always have the confidence to, to sing and share my voice. And as of lately, I've kind of had that same um, obstacle with, my producing work but you know over time you know especially since I've grown on um the sort of algorithmic challenging platform that is TikTok you know the more that I you know arrange and put out there I'd, I'd say I've definitely become a lot more confident in my production work so well I love that you mentioned that and speaking of TikTok that's something that I don't use myself because I know like it's, I think it's very helpful, especially in the entertainment industry to have that. But I think like we talked about like that 15 seconds or so, because you almost have to grab everyone's attention in order to, to either promote something. And especially with musicians, you really have to know that right part of a song, uh, the right, you know, whatever you're using to kind of engage the audience what if it's a dance video or whatever it might be so that people will connect and hope that of course the right person or the right, you say the algorithms that everything kind of lines up that you will hopefully be able to succeed in getting people to stream it. But unfortunately, like we know, like now people's attention spans, I will say when it comes to music is kind of very vast um, where, where people do it for a little while and then they'll go to something else. And I think like that is a, a huge challenge. I would say, especially with music today, um, it's keeping people's attention for sure. Exactly, exactly, yeah. All right. But I think you're doing a great job. Like I said, I, I love the music, so I wanted to share that before we move on to our next question. You've done a really good job of marketing, for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. All right, so next one we have is Waiting for You. So if you could create your own set of lyrics about self-love on the spot right now, so I'm kind of putting you on the spot, um, we would love to kind of hear if you can include maybe something with the words waiting for you. It could be small, like a few lines if you want. Ooh, okay, okay, let's see. Uh, okay, okay. I will no longer be waiting for you. Ooh, while time has passed and I'm growing too, a part of me would have been waiting as well. And that's not something I'm willing to do. How's that? Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was really cool. And I'm getting more into um, writing myself, actually, because I, I just love music so much. And so I'm like, how can I be a part of this um, with a lot of the guests that I've been talking to? So 
I've been writing some lyrics and stuff for different artists. And so there's one that I actually wrote the other day, like it's more of a country type um, album kind of fix. I feel like it's going to be something great for an album for country music. And I'm like, oh, this might be really cool. And so the guy listened to it, he's like, oh, I might actually use this. I'm like, oh, great. And so it's, I love that you're able to come up with that on the spot because I think like that is so authentic when you can write something off the top of your head and you just never know a good hook melody can just you know cause you know uh millions of views in the future of streams so i i like that (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) all right so this is a really hard question um and you may not have been affected as many people have been but the next one is change and how have has your life changed since COVID 19 and this can be a positive or negative experience with COVID. And um, how do you feel the music industry has shifted over the past 20 years? Ooh, uh, I'd say my life has changed a lot since COVID-19 started. I mean, before college, I was just, you know, a girl in college studying music I've done a few things here and there. I've done, you know, a few performances here and there. And I've done quite a bit on campus, like playing uh, piano for other people. I had my own um, big show towards the end of my, yeah, this was the end of my first year, right before COVID had started. And then once that did, you know, life kind of just sped up at the moment and it took like a completely different route for myself, you know, um, there were some doors that started opening and I began seeing different ways I could be successful at music, you know, besides performing and touring, which was, you know, completely shut down and held off at the moment. Um, I've done quite a bit of virtual shows, you know, nothing, nothing beats the experience of a live show, but I was happy to share my music while people were stuck at home, you know, during COVID. Um, after after the summer it, this was 2020 yeah this was 2020 after the summer of 2020 i started tiktok and that really changed a lot of things for me um with the you know viral capabilities of tiktok and and you know so many other things i've been hearing from friends uh i started you know reaching bigger audiences i started working with brands for the first time which was pretty crazy and, you know, I started getting featured on articles to name drop a couple, Entertainment Weekly and Ebony. And um, I started collaborating with other artists and creators. And, you know, I think the the period of quarantine gave us all a new perspective to try something different, to think outside the box of what was familiar to us. And um, also my music has been shared and streamed all over the world and people make it to a point to tell me about it almost every day, like from the UK and Australia, Brazil, lots of faraway places. Um, My music has been played on the radio internationally before COVID, but now people find me organically through social media or, you know, some article they've read online or a shout out from somebody else on a platform like, you know, Instagram and TikTok. and, And it's pretty cool when, you know, all of that happens. And then, as far as far as the what was the question uh, the music industry has shifted the past 20 years yes if you can kind of maybe give us a what have you noticed like for music and i can kind of give an example at least on my end i know music has shifted 
with the accessibility, you know, being able to find records a lot easier online. I know when I was younger, because I was an 80s baby, and I just remember that experience of standing in line, um, waiting mm -hmm. to get a CD, and just, you know, actually waiting to buy concert tickets and it not being something where people were selling them later and trying to, you know, at high amounts of money. Literally, just like you just would wait, you know, anticipating an album. And now, you know, a lot of artists, especially let's use like Beyonce as an example, like her album had leaked earlier, you know, which was a it's a big no-no in the music industry, especially back then, you know, they did so much yeah. to kind of safeguard and prepare you for the record. Um, but I know like now, you know, like this happens more often than not where, you know, people didn't have to release it early or they have to kind of remake a song and do something to try to keep the buzz going um, with music. So can you tell me like, how do you feel it's kind of shifted over the last couple of decades of how people either access the music or, you know, just how music has shifted the, the sound of music, if you would like to speak on that as well. Well, um, that, well, I will say that's a little tough to think about because I am 21 myself. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I guess I could talk about, you know, what I've seen affect me personally. I mean, at, at one point I used to sell CDs. You know, I had heard about, vinyl and you know i've seen it even even my parents were big on you know cds and vinyls and i've been noticing you know especially vinyl has been coming back and how everybody's sort of embracing that and kind of going towards like the vintage like aesthetic or vibe especially amongst my generation um i know right now you know i paid premium to stream all my music uh you know streaming has come quite a long way uh, I've heard the new crave about, uh, I mean, the new rave about NFTs, which I've sort of thought it interesting. I haven't had time to, you know, focus on exactly what I'm going to do in that area yet, but I do plan on, you know, exploring it more and making a decision once I have time. And, you know, music in general, it's always changing and, you know, I'm always going to be for what's next, what's, you know, next best for the artists, the musicians, composers, songwriters, you know, all the people who actually make the music we listen to and can't live without. I love how you answer that, Demoye, and I, and I wanted you to speak authentically from your experience. And like I said, I know a lot of times in music, because I go back to my childhood, I, I love music from the 80s and 90s, but then I kind of go even further back to like the 40s and 50s and like artists that I really admire. And so I just love that as you continue to evolve as a musician, and when I heard like the people that were alma maters at your school, like Nora Jones is one of my favorite artists, and I don't know why, is still one of my favorite songs. And I mean, Erica Badu, I mean, she alone is just amazing. I mean, what she can do, great lyricist, you know, on, on her inflection in her voice, like the way she performs, you feel like you're, you, it's someone that you've known for years. Like you feel like it's a concert you definitely don't want to miss. And so I love that you were able to be at a school that had artists and, and entertainers who have made such a huge influence, not only on, in music, but just what they've done in their lives. And so I, I think one thing I've noticed, especially with music now, is, you know, there's other aspects where there are more musicians who are using more promotion and advertising and having other ways in, in, of, you know, bringing in money and income outside of just the music itself. Um, I'm not saying that didn't happen years ago, but you're seeing it more prevalent now. 
um, than I have. And I see a lot of people fighting to get back there, the masters and stuff like the Taylor Swifts and even like Anita Baker and so many great artists out there who are fighting hard to, to hopefully reverse, you know, contracts they had where they felt like they were being taken advantage of. And I, I, I love, that's the one thing I love about independent artists for sure is if you're able to, you know, find maybe a good publishing deal in the future and you're still able to release the music you want and you don't have someone taking advantage of you, you know, that is so important in this industry. Exactly. Yeah, that's super important. Absolutely. All right. So, Demoye, we're almost finished. I have another question for you. This is a fun question I ask all my guests. If you could give your younger self one piece of advice, you get to choose the age, what would you say to young Demoye? Hmm. I'd say quite a bit of things to her. Um, I I did write a whole song about it. And, you know, I mention it at every single show I play. One day, you're going to find what you've been looking for, and the days will be brighter on your side. One day, you're going to find... Oh, wait. No. One day, no one will ever take that shining light you've been hiding away all your life. The world is yours with your songs and words one day. And then another thing I would tell my younger self, continue, continue, continue not to limit yourself. Because there's so much, there's so much fun and beauty that you will find in your future when you show everybody all that you can do. Show them you play those 16 instruments. Show them that you can score short films and movies. Show them that you can produce a full-blown mastered demo or finished track in your own apartment. You know, don't limit yourself. Show them everything you've got. But yeah, that, that's, that's what I would say to my younger self. Wow. 16 instruments. That's amazing. That is- and counting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very proud of you. I want to, first of all, just say that you express yourself in such a way. And it's not just you being articulate. That, that is common knowledge. Like just the way you're able to talk and speak and share. But I feel like you, your truth is being shown when you speak and and I just feel like I've gotten to know you a lot better outside of the music and I love when the music and the artist can match when you're what you're expecting of someone can definitely be something that is something to be very thankful for and I think that you have really shown me today that you know despite you know what people may or may not think about all of us and what we choose to do in our careers and our lives that we can still evolve we can still share and be ourselves, and still make an impact. And I feel like your music is doing one part of the impact, but I feel like you as a human being, you're going to be able to help so many young girls, young boys to understand who they are and to know that they can be accepted because you are learning to accept yourself. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. No problem at all. I just wanted to share that with you because I think you need to hear that. I think you have so much that you can give to us. But the last question I have for you, I'm going to actually do it into two parts. So the first part of it is, can you tell our listeners where can they find you online? And the second part is what's next for you so that we'll know what to look out for in the future. Well, I'm always active on TikTok and Instagram. And I do have a website where people can 
sign up to get occasional but important emails from me. I don't spam, I promise. <laughs> uh, my website is my name, demoye.com, and I'm everywhere, any platform you can think of under my name, demoye, D-A-M-O-Y-E-E. Like they could, you, know, I'm, you could Google me too, everything will pop up. And then as far as what's next for me, new music and lots of it. And then after that, continuing to do music for the rest of my life. And, you know, I do hope one day to maybe do some acting, you know, voiceovers, you know, to participate in the film. But, you know, until then, music. And, you know, there are so many avenues to explore with music, and I'm excited about them all. And, you know, making and releasing my music in a traditional sense, um, scoring films, which is the long-term goal, uh, continuing to work with brands and working with other artists. And, you know, the, those opportunities are endless and coming up next. Amazing. I'm, I'm just so grateful, first of all, that you gave us your time today to kind of share and explore more about your music and your career and your life. But I just want to thank you so much for being on Black Canvas. And I want our listeners to remember, let's embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, Demoye, I'm just so glad to have you as a guest here. If you're ever interested in coming back, I have a second podcast, which is called Space Between. And I do have live performance. Um, anyone who would like to be on for spoken words, speaking, singing, whatever you would like to do. Um, if you're interested, I would love to have you back to perform some of your songs. And if you have anything new you want to plug or any behind the scenes stuff we can talk about outside of this interview, just let me know in the future and we can hopefully set it up. But I just really want you to know that you're amazing inside and out. And we really appreciate you being here on the show. No, thank you so much for having me. And I, and I love I love what you do, especially on this podcast. So I'm, I'm excited. Hey, call me anytime. I will be back. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your evening and I will talk with you soon. Talk soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you.